1: Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast is on the air.
0: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, from the basement of Todd Dairy. Here in Cleveland, Ohio, it is the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast for WaitingForNextYear.com and the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd with you. It is a holiday weekend and a holiday edition of an off-season edition of the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Thanks for hosting. I thought you were going to say the palatial estate. I thought
1: you were going <laughs> to yeah. give me that <laughs> one. Yeah.
0: Bring, oh, that, yeah. bring that down a little bit. You're uh, you're oh, hot. There team. you
1: go. Oh, you're I good. coming in hot. Coming at 940 on Friday That's coming in hot. Two one six five seven eight. Yeah, uh, you know, I like to like rap to, into the microphone. That's like so I'm normally used to having it in front of my mouth like this. But I'll keep it lower. No, you're
0: good. You know, I'm you're not used right?
1: to this uh, having you sitting right next to I me know, on the couch. Is,
0: it's a live edition.
1: It feels like a live version. It's not live, but it's it very feels exciting like we're sitting to here together, and we are. But uh, where if the only the executive producer would wake up. No, we had our pre-show meeting last night. Uh, he's very uh, he's very cranky because he was like, where's the pitching
0: pod? Where's the pitching pod? He you has be, been. You've he... been very busy. I've been very busy. But uh, here we are on a, a beautiful Ohio State-Michigan Saturday morning. The sun is shining. Yeah. And we could
1: talk some uh, some Guardians baseball. I was going to say, last night, the executive producer, uh, you know, it's, it's a big day for him being, uh, you know, number one Michigan fan in this city. And... Uh, yeah, he has been he has been doing his job by pressuring us into doing more episodes. Oh my god! So I give him I give him credit for that. But uh, it's nonstop. But we're, yeah, the ch- the, ch- the text <laughs> chain's been off the hook. But here we are. Here I'm looking at you in your uh, Lawrence Moten T-shirt. You got me this shirt. I did, and I'm wearing KU basketball shorts. We're we're in college basketball uh, season right now. But but we're here for you to do some. Uh, guardians baseball hot stove league action hey yeah. maybe every week i should just
0: drive in here because this is very easy to set up uh got the backup equipment going it sounds
1: clean as yeah. opposed to you on the phone or <laughs> i know whatever it is, i'm gonna but... buy i'm gonna buy a microphone for, for a better microphone situation for next season i promise everyone i will the problem is i'm always moving around and i'm doing stuff so i you know but it, it's fine we'll we'll uh we'll make it better. We still are the in in my opinion the number one uh, Guardians uh, podcast in in this city. You but could you could make arguments for others and there's others that are friends
0: of the show, but uh, we we try to entertain as well as uh talk some baseball with uh, How about yesterday I was filling in on 923 and that Sam guy calls in and he's like let's
1: talk Nolan Jones and, and, that was and very exciting. I'm like sure, let's go. I believe your line was uh <laughs> program director Andy Roth is going to kill me for this, probably, yeah. but, and then you did like a 15-minute <laughs> did but uh, we, t- we, we
0: broke down the Nolan Jones move, <laughs> which uh, we can do today yeah, on I this think, show. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, I think uh, the last time we potted, he was still a member of the squad, if memory serves me. Oh,
0: yeah. It. No, he is. He is. And now that he'll be on the... Uh, Colorado Rockies next year getting regular at- bats. Maybe a team D's will. Ta- will oh, draft him.
1: now we're talking NL only. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is, you can slide in. These guys won't even know. And Nolan, Nolan's uh, here. He's gonna play. I'll give I'll give Nolan Jones this. I think that the injuries. Two things derailed him. Number one, his injuries throughout his minor league career totally derailed him. That was you know. Set him back probably a year. Oh yeah! And then by the time he got healthy, lots of other guys jumped him, and you saw the emergence of Will Brennan. You saw the emergence of Will Benson. You saw Oscar Gonzalez, uh, and and Josh Naylor. You know, basically taking a grip on that first base job. I know you talked about this yesterday on ninety two three. I heard you mention they were going to try Nolan Jones at first base more in Columbus. And I don't know why that never really happened. They played Benson at first base a few times. Um, Yeah,
0: very early on. Well, when he was in Columbus at the end, before he came up, he played a bunch of
1: first base. And then they were having uh, Gabriel Arias playing first base. And then here we are, we look up, and it's October, and Arias is—really, Arias was playing first base that whole Yankees series for the most part, Um, you know, the back— did he start the last four games? I know he started the last three. Yeah, it seems like months ago. I know, crazy, right? But but uh, yeah, I feel bad for Nolan Jones because I, I I do think that he's got a future, and I think going to that uh, high altitude in Colorado and hopefully getting a chance to play every day for him that that'll work because I think he he worked his ass off. Oh, the other the other thing I didn't even say point two, which was. The plan for him was always third baseman of the future. Jose Ramirez was going to be a free agent, and they would either let him, you know, trade him or let him walk. But when Jose signed long term, that ended yeah. Nolan Jones's path to third base, and so he had to become a corner outfielder. And I thought when he came up and swung the bat well, and he kind of we, we looked at him. You and I and the executive producer talked about it. He oh, had yeah. that Lonnie Chisenhall, he looked great, look and feel to him. He looked great
0: right uh, off the right off the shoot, right out of the shoot at Fenway too. He had a home run, and it's like this is our guy. And, unfortunately, Oscar Gonzalez came back uh, from the—I think that was, wasn't Nolan up because Oscar yes, got hurt? He was, yeah, he was on the— it's
1: And they, so might, they
0: made the right choice.
1: It's pretty obvious. You know, it's so funny that uh, Oscar Gonzalez had that—it was an oblique injury. Is that what it was, I think? He was out for, like, six weeks. It Doesn't it seem like a total blur that he wasn't playing— like that Uh, part of the season yes it's 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 crazy because now you know we have a breaking tea t-shirt and uh, because he's the big hero and he's the right fielder of the future at least for right now so but i i hesitate to get listen i I think oscar's great i love him i bought the t-shirt um but i just i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because we have seen this a lot oscar Mercado, you remember how great he was when he was a, a, a rookie And we were like, oh, we found our center Center fielder. for the next 10 years. Yeah, and pretty quickly he fell off the table. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Oscar um, Gonzalez, that is. We're talking dueling Oscars here. But, you know, uh, that's why, and we've talked about this in free agency. We've talked about it on the pod and just in person and on text. But you just can't count. Are we banking on the fact that all of these guys are going to be great again next year? That's why there's got to be another veteran bad at it. Yeah, we can
0: get into that. We we, we should, and also we, we got to talk a little pitching. The last time we were on a couple of weeks ago, we did do a lot of discussion about uh, future bats and and what the team should do and corner outfield. It's very interesting in Major League Baseball. The owners want nothing to do with free agency. It's so bizarre. Like free agency's here. Like it's already started. Like in any other league, NBA,
1: it's like a free for all. NFL, it's a free. for all That first they have that is it a tampering? Well, they used to have the legal the tampering. Non tampering. In, in but yeah. like you're right. NBA and football, the thing drops and it's like midnight of that night, you wake up the next morning and your Twitter feed is all so and so signs with this team, so and so signs with this team. But baseball, you're right, it's dead. Yeah, no, it's
0: crazy. Like Aaron Judge is going to or has visited San Francisco. But that's that's like the biggest story. Carlos Santana yesterday signed with the Pirates. How about that? The buckle, six point five seven
1: million dollars. He Carlos? just won't
0: die. He just he just won't go away. God Good bless him. for him. God bless him. He loves the Midwest. I guess they also think the Pirates are probably thinking if he hits early in the year because the shift is gone and all those outs, all those line outs to into the short right field to the second baseman will be gone. Will be singles
1: next year. Yeah, and then they could trade him. Yeah, and that's uh he was he he does pull about as much as anybody. And uh you know, they play the Ronnie Belliard, you know, short right field out against him every time he's up. And I think that you're right about that. The shift uh banning for next year is going to actually help him a lot. Uh and good for Carlos. I mean 2 years ago when he signed with Kansas City, you and I talked about this and we were like I thought he wasn't going to get a major league deal, and so I right. gave him 14 $14.5 million, 14 million for two years. He was decently productive when the, when the Royals traded him to Seattle. And my guess is, like you said, uh, the Pirates will use him for half of the season, and at the deadline, you know, probably move on from him and trade him to a, 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 you know, some sort of uh, contending team that will use him you know, as a switch-hitting first baseman slash D.H.,
0: yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, there's a lot on the table right now. There's a lot of chatter, certainly, in free agency circles. Jose Abreu, you know, the Padres are interested. The Cubs are interested. That would be a—we've already talked about this—somebody that maybe would be a fit for the Guardians to be that first baseman, right-handed first baseman, to kind of platoon with Naylor— um, you know, that's what when the caller called in yesterday. He's like, Why would Nolan Jones just play first base and then he would play when Naylor doesn't play? But no, no Nolan, J- Nolan Jones, a left handed yeah, bat. Another left handed bat. There's got to be another right handed bat added somehow. But uh, we are also brought to you by our friends at the Center for Advanced Dentistry. A happy Thanksgiving from Dr. Ben Hornstein. And Dr. Sean, I'll be
1: there Thursday morning getting my teeth cleaned. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: And uh, BreakingTea.com slash dairy D-E-R-Y, get your T-shirts. There is a new Nick Chubb shirt out there. That's the one guy really remaining from the Browns that's actually showing up uh, this year. Did you know that there was an Eli Morgan shirt made? No. (laughs) It's on the
1: site. Does it say the Eliminator?
0: Are you sure? It says Dr. Change. Let me see this. Hold on.
1: I can't that, believe that's they Eli slid Morgan, that Dr. They didn't they, even let, they didn't even tell us. We they slid been that in. This. They slid that in. Oh, it's right under the, oh, but what's Dr. Ch- oh, change up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh, get your uh, uh, gear at breaking slash dairy. All right. So next year we're talking Bieber's going to be back. Was it Chris Antonetti was on like the Jim Bowden yeah. uh, uh, radio MLB show Network on Sirius XM. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Bowden is kind of. He's kind of a slappy, you know. I was going to say buffoon. You say slappy. They, you know, well, they like, mean the same thing. Hey, are you going to trade Shane Bieber? You know, which, which and it was like, no, he'll be on the team. Like, like that. that which I thought was a good answer because a lot of times in Cincinnati or Chernoff, when they're on these shows, or play very close to the vest. Yeah, but they were like, no, he's going to be on the team. So you it's guys- good
1: to hear that, though. You're right because you know the Guardians are known for. We'll listen to any offer for right. any player. It doesn't mean right. we're going to do it. But. Right.
0: But so you, you got Shane Bieber. You obviously have Tristan McKenzie. And then you've got Cal Quantra. Well, then everybody wants to know, what are they going to do? What are they going to do with the four and five spots? Are they going to make a trade? You know, Mandy Bell wrote the other day. I got my little newsletter in my email. and yeah, I get a, those, too. And Mandy Bell oh. wrote that it was like, you know, possible trade chip, Zach Plesak. When the beat writer for MLB.com for the Guardians for any team is writing that a player might be traded or would they clear all that with the team? You know,
1: they do, uh, yeah, for I, sure. I would think so. I mean, they're getting their information from someone inside that,
0: but yeah. she works for MLB.com. They they wouldn't put a trade rumor out there if somebody from the team didn't say that's fine, as opposed to don't okay. put that out there, you know. Now, uh, Meisel doesn't have to do that for the athletic, he doesn't work for the team, Paul Hoynes doesn't have to do that for cleveland.com he doesn't work for the team i think mandy and when you work for mlb i don't know if she's in a guardians employee but i found that interesting and i truly believe that i think they will
1: deal pleaseak i but but I here, think, here's a question for you what are they going to... what can they get for him do you think that he has any value other than fringe prospect stuff
0: um, you're talking about an under team control young starting pitcher that has had some success now again he's some and it's been a couple years he hasn't been great lately I think they could get something. I think they could get something back for him. People are always looking for pitching.
1: Also true. They're always looking. And and you know, I remember but, having the same conversation with with uh, the executive producer and you about the value of Savali, which is another similar conversation. But what if you packaged Zach Pleissack with Tyler Freeman? Well, that's you know, that's a different you know, story there because. Uh, and, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum, but they have to do something about that log jam of middle infielders. And I think packaging Plesak into a deal, a major league arm you can throw right into that rotation, is important. And that's a yeah. nice—you know, if if a team is really—you know, they're they're a—let's let's, let's say—who's who who's like a—I'd say the Twins, but it's not—but the, they're in our division, so that's not really a good example. Let, let's go with the Baltimore, for example. Okay. All right, Baltimore's like, okay— we got all these nice uh uh young position players that are coming up you know we we got this gunner henderson not gunner the trainer uh, <laughs> uh, um, and, that's and, and Adley uh, uh, Rutschman, and you know all these right. the other Orioles, players. The but Orioles they need trade, pitching. The
0: Orioles could trade Cedric Mullins.
1: Yeah, and they and, right, and Cedric right. Mullins. You know, he, he's no, he's not coming to us. No, but I'm saying, like as an example, they want to get move on from someone, or maybe you know whatever it is they need. Right. An that's arm. the package. It's yeah,
0: like he, and Freeman for Cedric Mullins.
1: But a team that's looking for a innings eater at the back end of the rotation, you know, listen. I mean, I know pleaseack likes to throw too many pitches sometimes but he can give you six i mean he he's making 30 starts a year when he's not punching the ground and breaking his hand right yeah.
0: so i mean there's or I going get, out partying with mike clevenger
1: <laughs> who by the way is also free agent and i read today that the white Sox are very interested in really yeah uh, okay I would would you bring back a clevenger back of the rotation here yeah no he's always hurt no way I love him, but he's always hurt. All right, what about always? What about Corey Kluber as
0: your fifth starter next year? Oh God! Uh, the, yeah. Yes, I think I could see that. Yeah, you might as well just bring Brantley. Tour. You might as well just bring Brantley and Kluber back. Let's get Brandon agency.
1: Geyer back too. While we're at <laughs> him and Rajay, bring the band back together. 20, <laughs> I heard 26. Kibnis is available. <laughs> Kibnis, by the way, did a nice job in the booth at. Uh, he did like one or two games. Yeah, he put was all right. He did all right. He was pretty good. I saw he
0: and Lonnie Chisholm Yes, were together at some sporting event.
1: Uh, yes. And it was some team that, oh, it's where Duke basketball because oh, okay. yeah, Kipnis they, went to high school Shire. That's what it went, was. They went to the Duke basketball game. It was in we in It was when, we, it yeah, was when yeah, Kansas yeah. beat them. That's where yes. they were. Good to see Lonnie out there. wonder how the great Meredith Chisholm is doing. She Your was great girl. on
0: Twitter. A lot of fun. Very interactive. Very supportive of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. Popped out a few kids with uh, Lonnie, and, uh, and I was always, was always a good tribe fan as a wife. Like, I was always open to, like, hey, we're in Texas. Oh, yeah. You see us at the ballpark. So that's pretty funny. But, yeah, I mean, Corey Kluber, I, I think, I honestly think next year's rotation will be the following. I think it'll be Bieber. I think it'll be McKenzie, Quantrill, Cody Morris, and Savali. I do. I, I, think, I think Cody you know, Morris. I think Aaron Savali is beloved by this manager. And I think they're going to give him an every opportunity for one last go around as the as the fifth guy. But you're okay. going to
1: have to have a sixth or seventh guy because Savali is is injury prone. Well, here's this is why I am thinking that they're going to. I think they're going to trade Savali and Plissac actually, and I think they're going to. My, my, here's what I would do. I would trade them both and try to go out and get a veteran innings eater at the back end of the rotation. And I'd like Cody Morris in the fourth spot. Cody Morris looked great in October. Yeah. He, if he hadn't gotten hurt last spring, he's the guy who's at the back end of that rotation when all those, when, when Plissack and Savali were hurt early in the year. I mean, you remember they had to use, they used... Xavier Curry, who was not ready yet. Hunter Gaddis, who was clearly no, not no, ready. Throwing, I went poor to. kid. I was at both of his starts, and he was so bad. And I felt terrible for him. Um, yeah, you, I, I mean, maybe you never know. Maybe, maybe next year he'll be better when they need him, but not yeah. not in April. So but, no. but my point is, they didn't have the they they had decent depth last year, but the depth of this rotation is still guys that are probably another year away. So, you know, Gavin Williams is not. I wouldn't expect to see Gavin Williams next year. Uh, I no. wouldn't expect to see. Uh, Tanner Bybee next year obviously um uh, maybe Logan the other Logan Allen the good Logan Allen they can try him but these maybe. guys the here get ready to drink these guys aren't on the 40 man though oh. and and as we know that's a tight uh, situation there that 40 man. I mean they they traded Carlos Vargas. I don't know if we had this conversation on the last one or not, but I always thought Carlos Vargas had a great future as the power arm in the back end of the bullpen and they dealt him before they had to make their final 40 man um roster for another reliever. Um another young reliever and I can't remember the guy's name, but they you know, but I'm, um yeah, they I'll say this, the organization knows what they're doing. Yes, because we talked about, I remember this time last year, we were like, how could they not get, how could they DFA Fernando Perez, Francisco Perez, Francisco Perez, yes, for left-hander. Left, yeah.
0: I remember thinking. He was like, lighting it up all year in the minors. They brought st- him up at right, the end. Striking
1: out a million guys. And it's like, this is the future. And then he was gone. Same thing with Vargas now. Yeah. So they, they know something, yes. obviously. They know stuff that we don't. They're in there every day. And the way the pitching factory has gone and the way they've unearthed other arms, I mean, you got to believe that they know what they're doing look at look at De Los santos last year right clean them off waivers he DLS, was rigged. that's my boy yeah he's yeah. uh he's a fixture in the pen yeah and they just every year they always find something like that so another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDSE. I don't the the rotation thing though, I, I would sign a veteran. I I wouldn't be shocked if it's Cody Morris and Corey Kluber four or five next year. Um, and then you you have a loaded double A AA and triple A. You know they added Joey Cantillo to the forty man right before. That's another left-handed option. But again, I think these guys are all like not there yet. If it were twenty twenty four, I think you're going to be loaded with guys. And and like you said to your point, when Antonetti said I like the uh, that the Shane Bieber stay in here, they know this window's there, and your best team is with Shane Bieber on yes. it. Yeah. Um, and they have club control for him for. Two or three Three more years. Three more years. Three more years. So, you know, I I'd be riding it out as long as they're contending because, especially now, you you gotta just you gotta capitalize on what they did last year. You gotta.
0: No, you have to. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. We're recording here in Cleveland on a beautiful Saturday morning. Talking a little pitching. Where are you on? All right. So, like, you look at let's say uh, you go to some of these lists and you go, all right, top free agent pitchers. All right. Cleveland isn't signing Justin Verlander or Carlos Rodon. All right. Yeah. Right. Or somebody like that. It's just, it's not happening. Yes, I think the payroll will rise. I think the money would go to a bat before an arm. That's just how they've always done it. I couldn't agree more. But let's say you get to February or early March, and some of these guys are still out there because, quite honestly, some of these owners have decided we're not going to spend. And it's, and it's a baseball problem. A guy like Sean Manaya. A lefty, a veteran, but this would be after you traded Savali and Pleissack. That would be kind of a fix. I like that. Do I think that's happening? No, but I'm just saying, like that's the that would be a veteran type free agent arm that maybe the the pitching factory would go. We bring this guy in on a one year deal with a club option for a second. Right, year. little
1: one year. That would deal. be a name yeah. that
0: would fit. But again, I don't know if
1: that's realistic. I, it, you know what? It, it really kind of all depends on what they do with the bat. I mean, if all of a sudden they they shock the world and give Jose Abreu two years and $40 million and he signs here, I, then I think you're sticking with the in-house guys. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I I like that Sean Minaya call. He is only 30, he's 31. Um, he's had some decent success. I believe he threw a no-hitter, uh, right? Didn't he throw a no-hitter with the A's? A couple years. He was ago. on the pod. Game. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I got a couple other names for you. By the way, did you know that uh, Clevenger is thirty-two? No. He always struck me as being younger than that. He's wow. thirty-two already. He's he Kluber's thirty-seven. Uh, here's a couple other names for you: Taiwan Walker. What do you think of him? Not realistic,
0: but N- not yeah, not. I mean, yeah,
1: I like him. He, you know. I think he might have. The Mets did not give him the qualifying offer. Ross Stripling. 33? Uh,
0: I like him better than he has some—now he's got some time in the American League. I would I would never have signed him coming out of the L.A. when he was with the Dodgers, but he's okay.
1: Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, I think a lefty would be good. All right, so I'm looking at lefties. Andrew Heaney, that guy blows. I no, want no yeah. part of him. No. Mike Miner, too old, not good. Here's one for you. There's two for you, two of your yeah. ex-favorites drew smiley at age 33 has resurrected his career in the national league yeah no he wasn't bad with the cubs i think he was on the braves too am i correct on Uh, that yes yeah okay you're you're mr nl only you should know this what about matthew boyd (laughs) no (laughs) that's a no i know here this is a great one yeah ryan yarborough tampa bay guy destroyed us for years
0: yeah, he's a bit of a ham and egger.
1: Oh, I love, you love that term. <laughs> yeah, really he's all right. I mean, I think Manaya
0: is really—I think he's underrated. And I think that, again, yeah. I think the based on the fact that you know you're seeing very minimal action right now in free agency means again that I think major league some of, a lot of these major league baseball teams still believe that the the system is broken. I mean, I'm just surprised that. Like where are the Yankees with Aaron Judge? Like this is a stupid discussion and it's a Guardians pack podcast, but why isn't he still on the? Why haven't the Yankees presented him with a killer offer? Maybe they the guy hit sixty-two. Guy had sixty-two home runs. Uh, How do you let him walk?
1: I don't know. I, maybe they have, and he is you know dicking him around because he feels like I've been. I I they didn't give me what I wanted last year. I bet on myself. I'm awesome, and now they're really gonna pay. And I'm, you know. I don't know who his agent is, but maybe they're on there out, you know, out there purposely trying to drive it's that price up.
0: That's crazy to me. That, that that wouldn't be something that would be done
1: already. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, you would like, think with all the with the unlimited pockets, they would say, "You you tell us what you want, and we'll make it happen."
0: Right. But who knows? I mean, talk about a season for the ages. You know, the yeah. guy, uh, the guy did it all. Um, all right, so. You know, it's funny you mentioned innings eater. Uh, one of our listeners, the great Matt Maraconda, he was always big on if if you call somebody an innings eater, that means they suck, but they at least
1: give you five or six. Um, That's true. You know, I remember <laughs> get when when the the Indians years ago they got him for like two months and then they cut him, Jason Johnson. Innings eater. Oh yeah, yeah. He lasted like a month, and then they got rid of him. That was like ninety seven. I, I would
0: also venture to say, although he didn't suck, I would also venture to say that the ice cream man, Dave Burba, he was an innings eater. Yeah, but I he was he
1: was, but, but he was, he was good.
0: good. But then there were times he had to be like our number one starter back. Yeah, in the that day.
1: yeah. That now was...
0: he's at fantasy camp.
1: I saw on that list. Oh, can we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> I don't know if we. I don't know if I, I'm not going to out the person who told me this, but. We got the fantasy camp uh, coach list, which was great. Loved it. There were so many good guys is on that there. An exc- Dave uh, Guardians, Gary Brothers is, exclusive. I have not seen this reported anywhere else. Okay. But invited to the camp, Omar Vizquel was on the list ay, ay, ay. because Carlos Baerga, who's Mr. You know, Mr. Cleveland Baseball, yeah, he's everywhere. He's yeah. still Omar's best friend, and he pushed. From what my sources tell me, he pushed real hard to get Omar there. But are, are can, they really I, I putting I can, I can Omar? Make, I can make some bad jokes that you
0: just uh, made. you made the comment pushed real hard. I could make some really bad jokes about that <laughs> with Omar Vizquel, but I won't. It's it's a family show. I was just going to say, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, women, yeah. Of, uh, women
1: of women uh, of where are they again? Goodyear, Arizona. For well, the, yeah, lock for up those, your daughters. For kids. those of you that do not, Omar's know, coming to town. For those, easy
0: for those. <laughs> for those of you that do not know, uh, Omar Vizquel has been. Uh, Not charged. I think he was um, accused. Accused. He's been accused uh, of, you know, assault and battery on his uh, uh, ex-wife and all sorts of stuff. So uh, not good. And he's basically been banished from baseball. I mean, no teams have hired him.
1: No, and he was managing. He he also, it was that. There were two huge stories about him. There was one written in The Athletic basically talking about, uh, you know, all the stalking and, and the harassment and the violence um, with his, his ex-wife. Ex, I believe his he, ex-wife. With right? his ex-wife. And then there was this other story that the Tigers, he was, I believe he was a double-A manager of the Tigers. He was a he was a, I think he was the third base coach, wasn't he? Or he was, he a, was with the Major League Club at yeah, one yeah, point. Yeah. But it was either the White Sox or the Tigers. I can't remember. I think he was with the White Sox. He was a manager in the Yes, majors. okay. So he's a double-A manager of the White Sox. And a player went to, management complaining about him Um, I don't remember if it was physically assaulting him or verbally whatever it was it was a real bad look and the team completely swiped it under the rug and basically relieved him of his duties and hoped that the story would go away but then the player went public with it Um, if you google the story you'll find it Uh, but they're really bringing Omar back to fantasy camp Uh, I am surprised with the organization who is so smart when it comes to that kind of stuff. Very savvy, yeah. Yeah, to to having Omar hang around, but who knows? I mean, Uh, obviously tribe legend. um, Of course. But lots of... uh, Lots of issues with him. Never meet your uh, heroes. That's what they say, right? So, I don't know. I'm uh, um, getting back, <laughs> Mr. In, Hero. Yeah, getting back to the, uh, <laughs> the the pitching situation. I just this was a thought I had before we started talking about this. Gavin Williams changed agents this week. Gavin I Williams, former yeah. uh, number one draft pick of the Guardians two years ago, rapidly rising in the system. He's an arm that's going to be in the in the rotation uh, in the relative near future. Changed agents and is now with the Boris Corporation, so uh, you know, so essentially, the Guardians have them for six, (laughs) six or seven years of club control. That's all you're getting at the maximum. So uh, I don't know if that means anything. I saw some people on Twitter, our buddy Jeff Ellis and uh, Justin Latta, saying stuff about you know, people asking them, well, does this mean he's going to be more of a trade chip because no one, you know, because of the Boris thing, knowing that the Guardians will never be able to sign any Boris clients. But I think. The Guardians are so smart. They are going to lean on these starting pitchers while they have them under team control. They're oh, not yeah. exten- Bieber is an extenuating circumstance, but for the most part, when was the last time they extended a pitcher other than the uh. Corey Kluber thing when they got him, turned him around, and he was still young and peaking, and, he, and Kluber took less money to stay here? But I think that's the hope is that David Blitzer,
0: like you, all these guys are all the same. David Blitzer is going to eventually say, I want to put my stamp on this, even if I'm the minority owner right. and do something and be an oppressor. Paul Dolan, who likes to be in the background and is usually pretty quiet and pretty subdued, was there when Jose Ramirez signed this year. He was at the presser. They did a little you know, a photo op at the table where Jose signed it and passed it over to Paul. And Paul says, love having you here, you know, which is rare for him. But all these guys at some point want to do that. You know, and I think a David Blitzer like, hey, I'm here. I helped broker this deal and fund the Bieber extension is going to happen. I truly believe it. I, I think that I think Shane is gonna be here long term. You do, I do. I think that's gonna be the blitzer
1: sort of welcome coming to, out part. Welcome to the organization coming thing. Yes. Well I think that's the one. That would be an interesting thing. He's a California guy. Um and I know listen, that, that doesn't mean Isn't anything. Is he getting married soon? To the lovely Kara. She is. <laughs> she is special. She is. I, I Yeah. Uh <laughs> she is. I'm serious. That's great. Uh, um good for good for Biebs. Beebs uh I would love for him to be here long term. Um I'm always leery though of giving a pitcher in his thirties. You know, I mean, things are different now, but like a 32-year-old guy, a five-year contract, which someone will undoubtedly give him, but this franchise just knows how to handle pitchers, and, and they know when to hitch their wagons to certain guys and when to, uh, you know, jump ship with certain guys. You know, they, sure. they, got, they maxed out with Clevenger, and uh, I think what we, we had always thought they were going to deal him at the end of that season, I think the COVID... Um, situation with him and, and Pleaseak and the lying and his antics and they just said, you know what, we're gonna do this now rather than wait until the off season. They usually know when to get rid of the guys at the right time. They're Shane, they're very good at that. Shane Beaver is twenty seven. Okay. So in three years he'll be thirty. He's only twenty seven. But like it's is interesting. Right? He's gonna be twenty eight this season, <clears throat> yes, I believe. But it's yeah.
0: interesting because at the start of last year when he was topping out at ninety one <laughs> Right. We, we were all like, said, Nope. <laughs> we can't give this guy all this money, and his arm is not what it used to be. He's a free agent in 2025, so two so more years. Got, two more no, years.
1: No, is it after 2025 or in 2025? No, in
0: 2025. So you got two more two years of club control. So I, Yeah, I was wrong. It's not three, it's two. Yeah. So I think that they need to do something pretty quickly. Yeah. And I, I think that could, like I said, I think that I would not have an issue with it, and I think that he has earned it. Uh, yeah, we always... Argue about the velocity, but (laughs) dude had a pretty good year this
1: year again, and he's and he's your ace. It's it's pretty amazing because he knows how to pitch. He does, and I think this year because the velocity was down, the rest of his arsenal really showed out. Um, you know, we were worried about him, and then in the end, you know, he was like a Cy Young type pitcher again, and he was awesome, and he was great in October, which, you know, that was the big thing for him when he came back after that. Uh, debacle two years ago in the COVID season when the Yankees just lit him up. He was out there in game one against Tampa to prove that he was ready to roll. He was great and he was great in the Yankees uh, game one as well and unfortunately with the situation and how it played out he didn't get to pitch again but uh, um, or the first game he pitched should I say uh, in the Yankees series but uh, you know I would love him to sign long-term. I love having a veteran leader like that, and it seems like he's he kind of has taken that, that rain, yes. the reins from Corey Kluber, and these guys all learned from the master. That's why bringing him back home, I'll bring it full circle, that'll bring him back home, Kluber, uh, for one last ride, maybe at the back end of the rotation. I, I mean, it, especially considering the last pitch he threw was Oscar Gonzalez's walk-off homer. Wouldn't yeah, that he's, be, not,
0: he's not going to want to end his career there. No way. Um, he could also go back to Tampa. I think that, you know, that that I I think if you're the Rays, why wouldn't you want to do that? And um, I don't know. I I, I think that you're right. This organization doesn't usually do that. They know, you you know, and Shane, but what kind of a message would that send next year? If it's the last year of his deal, they don't get a deal done and they deal and they trade him, you know. I guess they could play
1: the, well, look how good we did with Lindor type of situation. Well, but. you know, I understand that, but I also think that a lot of it has to do with how this season's going to play out. Because if all of a sudden all these guys shit the bed and we end up, you know, 75 and 90 or, you know, whatever. Right, uh, right. Then you start to think in the off season. well, maybe extending Bieber is not the smartest idea. But still, I go back to the organizational depth in double a and this year coming into triple a with these big arms that they are, that they, I think the, the plan was always to ride it out with Bieber. And then the next wave comes in and, and with, with Gavin Williams and, 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 Bybee and Yeah, but and, you don't know if those guys, and, and, you know, what, you have. know, of course. But my point is, I think that's where their thought process was going into this season Because we all know that no one thought we were going to do this, and there's no way they thought they were going to do this. Now I think that they're real contenders, and they love the way things are going, so they're going to add to it. But if they shit the bed, things can change on a dime like that, and they may go into next season going, well, Shane Bieber's a free agent at the end of this season, and maybe now is the time. You know, we know we're not going to get him long-term and, you know— That'll be the time. But again, time will tell. And it also the development of those of Espino and Gavin Williams and the others is going to be a big uh, factor in whether or not they decide to extend them because, you know, you you just never know. I mean, next year, Zavion Curry could take a huge leap and just be great. I, I, you know, who knows? Maybe Bybee is as good as they all say he's going to be. And Espino stays healthy and Williams and these three are dominating. And then you're ready to, to go and you Go from there. You bring
0: up a you bring up a good point. It's it's that maybe the organization feels like they can let Bieber walk or trade him. I just they're finally winning the fans back, Todd. I know. They're finally, easy. they they had such a magical ride this year. They got the fans back. We weren't in September and October talking about the stupid name change. People were into it. You were at the stadium. There were there were, they were flo- electric. They were packing in the place. Yeah. Last, the, the, what you want to do is still keep your very good to great players and not be, well, they did it again. You know, we got up this hill, and now we're falling back down. They, they traded Lindor, now they trade Bieber. I mean, yeah, they got some positive momentum. I'm not saying sit here and go, yep, extend Bieber, extend McKenzie, extend Cal.
1: McKenzie's the guy you want to extend, by well, the way. Buy well, out I mean, some of those arbitration years. Yeah, but
0: I'm saying that, that's not realistic to keep them all. Right. But to me, Bieber is just, he just knows how to pitch. And he's 27. He's not 32. Right. So, all right. We're 35 minutes deep. We have a, a,
1: a very important workout. Yes, we do. Big workout. Um, so let's do that. Our driver is going to show me what kind of shape that he's in. He's been kicking it into high gear lately. With yeah, his, I've dropped a with few his, pounds. Ch- you should see how beautiful his wife looks. Oh, I mean, thank you. I my sister-in-law is looking she looks, right she looks fantastic. She looks good. We're, she's we're... peaking. She's peaking. <laughs> You're getting there, but she's peaking. Oh, my God. That and uh, also we got to give special birthday shout outs to current reigning uh, uh, or two years ago. I shouldn't say current reigning former Dairy Berg League champion and P1 listener Liza Goldberg. Yes. Liza Fest was a great time.
0: Uh, <laughs> and then she was uh, here last night for uh, festi- Friday night festivities. And, um She's a listener. She loves it. She really was pushing for the executive producer, her dad, Jeremy, whose birthday is coming up this week, to um, be on the show. When yes. you were When you had to miss, when you were over uh, in Parts Unknown. <laughs> and she was uh, really lamenting about that last night. So, yes, happy birthday, uh, Liza.
1: Happy birthday, Jeremy. And happy birthday to the one and only Vera <laughs> that's right. She's the greatest. So turning 85 years old how about that, the most special lady in America. It's it's incredible. But this has been the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians
0: cast, a uh, little Thanksgiving edition. If anything breaks, if anything goes down in the next
1: few weeks, we'll 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 be back. We should do yeah. something. We, we should do a, will Brian Shaw be back next year? Uh, hey, now. I'm sure the, the listeners are, are, are uh, pining for that one.
0: So. We'll do that. But uh, thanks to uh, com, Go to com slash dairy. Get every shirt you want, including apparently Eli Morgan. You got to do it. And uh, the Center for Advanced Dentistry, CFAD.net. If you want to get your teeth
1: cleaned, if you're looking for a new dentist, check out with Doctor Ben and uh, Doctor Sean Schlissel, baby. Oh, can I? One thing. Yeah. Doctor Sean just reconstructed Cousin Mitch's front teeth. Really? Oh yeah. W- weren't you, you? Did you see how good I Mitch's? Did, teeth I didn't looked? look, but I'll, uh, I didn't really pay attention. I mean, we'll look today. Yeah. You know, the the some of our inside P1 listeners know what a handsome man Mitch is to begin with, as uh, some <laughs> of his exploits are legendary. But now with Mitch's teeth, he's like, look out single ladies of Cleveland, because uh, Mitch is on the prowl with his new teeth, thanks to CFAD.net, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. All right, right, we're uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks
0: for checking us out right here on the Evergreen Podcast Network, our friends at WaitingForNextYear.com. We are out of room and out of here.